Lord, you may remain seated. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7. We read this during the baby dedication, and I thought, oh, no, they already said everything there is to say. But I said, Lord, Lord, help me. So Deuteronomy 6, 7 says, and the King James, it says, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Verse 7, it says, and thou shalt teach them, teach them. And when, it, it, when we look at the word them, it's referring to verse 1, and it's talking about the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments of God. And commandments, well, we already know it's a law, it's an ordinance, it's a precept. Uh, rules, many times we don't like rules. But it is the divine law and instruction. And uh, a word that kept coming to me was word boundary. And I didn't know why it was boundary. And then when I looked at the, one of the definitions of, of command is a declared boundary or a limit of something. And I thought, oh, okay. I'm like, thank you, Lord. I'm like, it's starting to come together. So a statute is a boundary, and a boundary is a wall of protection. Uh, Pastor Sandoval mentioned that boundary, that the sheep are rounded by that boundary for protection. So also as a family, we should have this boundary, uh, the limits that we set for our family and for our children. And I remember growing up, it's like, you know, you can't do that. It's like, but why? Why can't I do that? It was like, well, because I said so. And I don't know if any of you heard that, but we didn't like that. I go, that's not enough for me, right? But um, it was hard to admit that that rule was for my own good. And when you're young, when you're a child, you don't realize that that rule is to keep you safe. Parents, you know, we have a different point of view, and we can see um, danger coming. And, or maybe we don't see it, we feel it. A lot of times the mothers are like, you know, like something is not right here. And we try, try to protect our children in that. And um, I forgot to put my timer. I'm sorry. I started talking without the timer. I apologize. Um, I'm also um, a teacher, a retired one. Thank you, Jesus. So... <laughs> So I'm also a teacher, so one of the things at the beginning of the year you have to establish is the class rules. You always have to go over the class rules, why they're necessary, and you always have to keep repeating them. And after an extended break, after a weekend, after one day, you have to keep repeating them over and over again. They seem to forget. And uh, you have a new student, you have to start all over again, repeat everything all over again. And we do that uh, in the natural. We do that in school. Um, in our homes, we do that. And we're like, did you wash your hands? Did you brush your teeth? Did you change your socks or something else? You know? <laughs> so um, we repeat. We repeat certain things that we expect um, our children to do. And, um, 
And when people have a child or a baby, they say, well, we really don't have, they didn't come with an instruction manual. I don't, I don't know really what to do, so I'm just going to sort of see if I can figure it out. But, um, but the Bible is our manual. This is our, our guidance. It's the best manual we can have. It's better than any parenting book that you can read. And, but we need to open it. We need to read it. We need to study it. And um, let me see where I am in my notes. Um, during the baby dedication, Bishop mentioned that we as parents must be following the word of God and that we are the example for our children to follow. The next part of the verse says, you shall teach them diligently. And teach not only means to teach, but it also means to learn, to study, to teach, to be taught, and to be learned. So first, I have to learn it, because then it said the other part is to impart learning, or to be teachable, to be knowledgeable or well-trained. If I haven't learned it, I can't teach it to somebody else. So I need to know it first before I can explain it. And that's one of, the, one of the skills in schools. If you can teach your neighbor, teach your friend, teach the group how to do something, then you know that skill. So first, we need to learn it. Um, the, next, the next part, it says, you shall teach them diligently. Diligently is to whet, to sharpen, or to teach incisively. In this verse, uh, in Spanish, it means to repeat the sayings or to repeat over and over again. Um, I liked what it said in the Amplified. It said, you shall teach them diligently to your children, impressing God's precepts on their minds and penetrating their hearts with his, with his truths. And that's what we're doing when we bring them to church, but as well when we ourselves are teaching and talking and instructing our children. Um, this, this week, um, during the Bible reading, um, it said, I, one of the scriptures was that it said that the sons of Eli, the priest, didn't know God. I'm like, he was a priest and he was in the temple and he's the one who should have known or knew all the laws. But then again, his sons didn't know God. So it's such a tragedy to have the priest and then his sons not follow God. And I know it's, it's hard being um, maybe in a pastoral family or ministers and their families. And, and, you know, people are always looking, looking around. Well, are their children doing what they should be doing? But look what they're doing. Look how they are. And, but it doesn't matter what kind of family you're in. We all are required to teach our children, teach them. When they grow up, that's different. We trust them to the Lord. Because the word says to instruct the child when they're young. And when they're old, they won't depart. Um, several services ago, Sister Maria Browns uh, mentioned that we must be prudent. And that um, we make decisions and act in a way that is going to affect the future. And um, I'm like, that struck home because um, I can remember being um, a young adult being single, and when you're single, you think that singleness is like forever. It seems like forever. When you're 20s, it seems like forever. When you get to your 30s, it seems like even more like forever. And um, I remember that um, thinking, 
I'm going to, okay, I met this person, this person wants to marry me, and I'm just like, mm, I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And then when you know that that person is, doesn't have a relationship with God, that they come to church for other motives, not for the right motives, and then I said, no, I go, I, ca I cannot risk the future of my children for a, for a short time of pleasure or disobeying God's word, but what's going to happen to my children? And I said, I, I can't do that. And after I made that choice, yes, the singleness got longer. But I said, Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you on that. Um, uh, my daughter recently asked me what was the hardest thing I've ever done. After childbirth, it's parenting. <laughs> and I always pray, Lord, help me stay one step ahead of my kids. You know, when they're little, it seems like oh, they, don't, there's, they have so much energy. And I'm like, oh, I'm so tired already. But I said, Lord, please help me stay one step ahead. And whatever question they have, I'm like, Lord, give me the answer. Or sometimes they would ask, and I would answer, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even know I knew that. Well, I didn't. It's God is the one that's imparting that wisdom. And sometimes you don't know until that moment when you have to try to explain or answer something. Um, and I'm thankful, for, I'm thankful for my husband, for my covering. The Lord sent me the right, the right man, the right husband. Because it would be very difficult for me to teach God's precepts and commandments to my children if we're not in agreement. If we're not on the same page and we don't agree, it's going to be very difficult. And uh, there were certain things we, that we were not going to do on, on the Lord's Day, on Sunday specifically. And my kids already knew they'd come home with an invitation. They're like, oh, this is a birthday party invitation. And I'm like, oh, it's on a Sunday. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, they already knew we're not going to do that on a Sunday. You know, but these, these commandments um, have to become part of our everyday life. Um, verse 7, it says, and you shall talk. And talk is to speak, to say, to promise. It's even to sing and to think in your heart. So what is it that we're talking to our children about? Uh, my daughter says that I narrated their whole uh, childhood, and I did. Everything we were doing, I was explaining and talking it out. Even when they were in a stroller, I'm like, okay, we're going to get in the van. We're going to go drive downtown. We're going to go. We're going to go see grandma downtown. We're going to get on the elevator. The whole time, I was talking like all the time. So they know my voice very well. But what is it that we're talking to our children about? It should be God's love, God's word, so that you can learn to love it. If we love it, then we impart that love that they should share as well. Uh, it says, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house. Uh, what are we doing in our house? We should be inviting God's presence into our house. We should be having activities that will please God. I'm not saying that you're going to be there every single moment, right, doing it, but we're, we're choosing the activities that we do, that they be something that is going to be of edification and things that are pleasing to God as well as to the family. Um, 
It says, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way. We already know that way is road, path, or journey, but it's also a pattern of life. So our pattern of life should be one that um, has God. God is the center of everything that we do. And before we do something, is this something that will please God? And if it isn't, then we make a choice. We choose not to do that or not to go there or whatever it is. Because what we're doing is we're building up our spiritual home. Uh, The next part says that when you lie down and when you get up, every day, it's every day and all the time. It's a consistent way of life. And these commandments are that wall, that wall that's for protection. And we already know that if, if we don't, um, that we need to maintain it. It has to be strong. The enemy will always come looking around. They're like, I already built my wall. I already know. I already serve God. But we need to be sure that there is, there's no weakness, no breach in, in our wall. Because um, even just recently, uh, I, we already knew that on Sundays we're not going to do certain things. We're not going to plan other events that that way my mind is at the event and I'm not really here. And I'm not really receiving the word because I'm thinking of where I'm going, that I have this thing to get to or that I'm going to cook and take cake and I'm going to take whatever, you know, because it's God's day. And my attention should be on on the Lord. And just recently I had an opportunity to tutor and... um, and the lady, I talked to the lady, and the lady said, well, the only day that I can really do it is on a Sunday, on a Sunday afternoon. And it was going to be something really easy on a Sunday, one hour for sure, all through the summer. And they had the review book, and I thought, oh, man, that's like pretty easy. I'm pretty easy. And I, and I told the lady, oh, I'm going to talk to my husband about this. So I come and talk to my husband. He goes, it's a Sunday I'm like, oh, yes, that's, that's right. It is a Sunday. What am I thinking? You know, but the enemy will come and put something that seems like it's something innocent. It's going to help uh, supplement the income. So it, it can't be that bad. But it's on a Sunday. And I said, I'm not going to compromise my Sundays for a few dollars. Um, it says, uh, you know, I think I read the whole verse. It says, and when you lie down and when you get up, and it reminded me of Psalm 121a that says that the Lord will preserve, will preserve your going out and your coming in. And when we put God first, he's going to preserve us. He's going to guard us, protect us, and he's going to be a hedge around us. And uh, my last verse is Deuteronomy 7, 9. It says, Know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God. He is faithful, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. We have a great promise from God that he will bless us and protect us if we are obedient to his word. He will also bless and protect our children and our children's children. God bless you.